What's up, Internet, and welcome to the Pitch for Pitch podcast. This is the only podcast where two pitches enter and one pitch leaves. Each week, we can compete to pitch your craziest pop culture story ideas. With me, as always, I can't believe it's not butter, Mr. Oprah. That's me. And I am the San Francisco treat, Terry Smith. The San Francisco Listen, treat. Listen, you try to come up with an intro for every episode. Sometimes you got to dig what? at the bottom of the barrel. What is the San Francisco treat, though? It's rice Rice Aroni is the San Francisco treat. You never heard that? It was no. on like every episode of Jeopardy. Rice Aroni, the San Francisco treat. Nothing? No. Oh, I can sing the camel theme song from Abbott and Costello. <laughs> How is that equivalent? <laughs> Branding. So each week we bring different podcasts, or different podcasts, different pitches to the table, and we try to see whose is better than whose. Obviously, it's mine. Uh, this week definitely is. This week's theme is 90s to 2000s kids animes. And, man, I thought that would be a hard one to come up with when I, I put out the idea to a bunch of, like, feelers. We have, like, a beta listener group that is giving us our initial pitches before we really get a fan base going to kind of show you behind the curtain a little bit. And when I put out the, the call... For this one, I got a million pitches back. I have so many. I had to cut down the rapid fire section. So let's start out with the fun pitch. This is our co-op section where we work together to pitch a project. So to start out with, we're going to do the exact words on this one are Yu-Gi-Oh. So Yugi Moto. I don't remember yeah, his last name. Sure. It just said last name here. Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess they didn't remember either. Yu-Gi-Oh hits puberty cross Magic the Gathering. So... So you have so, dual. They used to play dual monsters, I'm guessing. And then when they got older, just like most people, you so could, just you get somebody's older. older brother was like, "This is a better card." This game. is a better card. <laughs> the math's easier. Why are you in the thousands? <laughs> Let's just do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven instead of how many health points, points you have? Twenty. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my character has three thousand attack power. Like, yeah, but mine has trample. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But it also has summoning sickness. You're dead, son. <laughs> so I think you you juxtapose Yugi mm-hmm. finally aging up a little bit where his other friends, like his entire group of friends were way older than him in the original show, right? I, I only remember the first episode where he meets Joey. Yeah, they're like, they look like they're 30. They do look like they're 30 when it comes to anime stuff, but I think they were supposed to be in high school. So they all graduate and go to high school, or go, like, to college? go to college, and he's now going to high school has no friends. Okay. So he's like, well, I have my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. There's got to be other people that play Yu-Gi-Oh, right? They don't. Or Dual Monsters is, I think, the show. Yeah. yeah. No one plays Dual Monsters. They all play Magic the Gathering. So he's got to learn. So you have the new aspect, just like they try to do in the spinoff where they played with dice. It's him having to learn a new game, so he basically starts from scratch. And... I don't know how that series ends. Does he still have the spirit that knows I, how to play? No, I don't think the spirit knows how to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the the funny aspect is like they turn him into like the stereotypical like pervy and useless ghost character. No, I think I think that's the first episode is he has this trick up his pocket. He's like, oh, I may be losing right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna summon I'm, I'm gonna the summon pharaoh. The, the pharaoh, and the pharaoh's like, what the fuck game is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is not dual monsters, okay? We did not play this in ancient <laughs> Egypt. Where is this from? And they're like, uh, America? And he's like, fuck! Why <laughs> Why do you have all five colors in your deck? You idiot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unlike every other card game, like you cannot build a deck out of what is left over from people. No. Like, I think there's one series of Yu-Gi-Oh! where the main character takes cards literally out of the trash at a prison. 
to that, put together his deck. That sounds right. <laughs> I think that was one of, and also the, for some reason that show when they played, they had to be on motorcycles. She's like, you had to be going 100 miles an hour to play. <laughs> no, no, no. You had to be going 88 miles an hour. Oh, so go back in time when this would be relatively interesting. <laughs> so, so they all play Magic the Gathering at his high school. So he's got to learn to play. The Pharaoh is useless. And it's all about like a coming-of-age story. He's got to make new friends. So you have a whole new eclectic group of anime characters. And there's a tournament. And they have to go overseas. they got to go to America. Because that's where the real Magic the Gathering tournaments are. So you get the same elements you get from the original show. Having to go to the island and the challenge. Except for they just go to like a Star City Open. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a black lotus up. Um, do you add in all of the weird? It's not CG because it's animated. But like, do you add in the AR aspects of the show, like how they started putting the cards on the table when the monsters actually showed no, up? No, no you, it is you, just a card game. It's just it's just people playing magic. So you actually you make it you instead of it being the shonen type show it was, you make it into a slice of life anime. Yeah. Yeah, it's just about him going to high school yeah. and making friends. Yeah, and every once in a while he gets advice from uh, Egyptian pharaoh ghost. Yeah. yeah, or no, 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 no. He teaches the pharaoh how to like be a person. Okay, okay, but like I mean, he already kind of like he like, like, like the pharaoh's bit. a diary. Yeah, basically, right, right. Like he, he dear diary, and the pharaoh gives him terrible advice, and he comes back and he's like, no, that does make more sense. Yeah, for, like a normal kid. So uh, it's cut. He, it's that really dumb. Like, the kids are teaching me as much as I'm teaching them. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. And also, there's a there's a there's got to be a counselor that sees him talking to himself all the time and sees how he has a split personality every time he flips his hair and he like tries to relate to the kids. Like, listen, I tried to be somebody I wasn't when I first went to high school too. <laughs> and then like the mid season break is like, no, 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 no. This is the the pharaoh is spirit there. that lives in my necklace, <laughs> and that teacher, like that that, that counselor, has a mental breakdown. Yeah, because he just saw a ghost. Fairy godparents. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Was the fairy godparents? <laughs> what was the? Was it Mr. Crockett? Crocker. Crocker. Mr. Crane, because he's it's a crock of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that one. I that that got way way better as it went along. I did not expect to come up with anything for that. I thought it was a funny just idea. I was like, how do you make that work? And then like the game's just the background, right? Like they just he goes and plays like Wednesday and Friday night magic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's where he slowly develops a friend group. Yeah. Do his friends show up? Is there there's cameos from the old series? Like does Kaiba buy out Wizards of the Coast? I feel like I feel like Kaiba's the only one who shows up. Because <laughs> because he's like, oh, I can I can buy a good deck, right? He just shows up the Star City Open. He's like forty now. Because <laughs> Kaiba was like not just like older than everyone. He was the oldest character other than uh, Pegasus. He's a successful businessman. <laughs> also, who names their kid Pegasus? Like Kaiba is like like at least like that's a name. The dude who created it's just Pegasus. Like, just like, is he just an eccentric dude? I or? wish my name was Pegasus. I guess, but like, your parents weren't like, you know what? You're Pegasus. You're going to be really good in an ancient card game, <laughs> and you're going to sell it to the masses. So Pegasus. Yeah. <laughs> Did he have a real name? Was his name like Joe? Probably. <laughs> it, 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 pro- Pegasus was probably like his his alter ego or. <laughs> Oh, well, hi, William. How was your day? <laughs> Shut up, Mom. I'm playing ancient Egyptian cards. I can make millions off this one day. Uh, <laughs> all right. The next one we have that I thought would be a fun work together pitch here is Dragon Ball Z, the soap opera. Isn't Dragon Ball Z already a soap opera? Yes. Every <laughs> shonen is a soap opera. So what you've said is Dragon Ball Z, 
again. <laughs> Except what we do instead of it being an anime to where like there's just lots of soap opera elements because it's a superhero, it's it's mythology, but we make it an actual daytime soap like on NBC. Oh, a daytime like a straight up like straight up soap opera. So like after um uh General Hospital and Days of Our Lives, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> So you you recast everybody in live action. Yep. You have those characters, and they have the crazy fights, but it's all just outside the door of Kami House. Okay. So like, you, it's still based on the island, and it's about them. It's a semi more funny soap opera, but it's still a soap opera. It's all about the weird relationships back and forth. Because you think of like Balma, the blue headed girl, used to be with Yamcha, the only Z fighter who was like he was human. So was Krillin, but. Like, Krillin was the bald guy. Oh, I I, yeah. I, I can get, like, the, the kiosk names. Right. <laughs> You're losing me. And then you have Goku, of course. I know, who, I know Goku. Who is an alien, and his son's half alien, but his wife is all human and serious and wants her sons to have nothing to do with all of this. So she raises Gohan to be, you know, studious, but Goku just wants him to have fun. So when do they dance and touch fingers? Never. Way, way later on. Okay. Like that, that, That's like the end of the series when they start doing fusions, and it's hard to do without CGI. So there's a lot of makeup. A lot of characters just wearing other person's outfit, and that's the fusion. Okay. Um, you have the other son, and that's where you get like the kid element into it, is the kids like competing, because like, Gohan is the apple of his mom's eye, but Goten is exactly like Goku, and like he just wants to have fun. He doesn't want to go to school. And What happened to Go 1 through 9? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, really, really bad tale. It's not CG. It's a practical tale. Because the, the Saiyans have There's tails. A... Okay. They're monkeys from space, so they have monkey tails. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, like, weird relationship stuff. Like, Bulma used to be with that other human guy I told you. But then she ends up marrying one of the other aliens. That's Vegeta. And he used to be a bad guy. So you get a lot of those elements in there. And then to really add the soap opera elements is when they do fuse and they have to figure out who is with who, wife and husband-wise. And that's where you get to like the real meat of it is who are they together with this week. And villains become good guys, good guys become villains. You yeah. switch up more of that. But I think the main element you get into is that it's a daytime soap opera. So like NBC. You ever hear of Dark Shadows? No. So Dark Shadows was uh, a soap opera. Way, way back in the days. I think it might have been 70s-esque, maybe earlier. And, yeah, it was definitely earlier. I'm just really young compared to that. So, and what it was about, it was classic soap opera, like a house full of people who have inherited all this stuff, except the head of the household was a vampire. So there was a supernatural element, except for it was not campy at all. Super serious. So you play Dragon Ball Z, super serious. You take out all of the comedic aspects of it, except for Master Roshi, who's like the pervy old guy. Okay. <laughs> you don't have anything to add to this at all? No. My other I've idea... I've seen like four episodes of <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, and one of them, and by one of them I mean four of them, are when Goku's holding the spirit bomb. <laughs> that's all of them. That's the whole episode for like a season. When they need to kill him off, that's what they do. Like, So they, they kill him off and just him off doing those things. And you show one flashback to him. It's either that or we do it not daytime American soap opera. We do Korean soap opera, which is another really big element. And that's way more melodrama. Um, long pauses. 
it's better acting for sure <laughs> than soap operas. A lot, lot less like evil twin brothers and falling into a and mind affairs. shift. Yeah, exactly. But more like actual melodrama. So okay. It's more like a teen drama for adults. So I don't know. I think there's something in there. Since you don't know the property, though, we'll move on uh, to our main segment, which is our versus topics. Um, I actually picked these. So I was told by a couple of friends, we just want to see Digimon versus Pokemon. So I thought we would add a crime element to it. So I told you to do the Pokemon crime story, and I would do Digimon the heist story. So I'm going to let you go first. What is oh, your let po- me. I will let me go first. I will allow you. I will grace you with the ability to go first. You'll force me. At knife point to go first. <laughs> they don't know it's a knife. They can't see that. For all they know, it's a rubber chicken. So, Pokemon the Crime Story. All right, what do you think of when you think of Pokemon Crime? Uh, Team Rocket. That's stupid. Uh, Giovanni. Also stupid. Uh, the spike ball that wasn't a real thing, also, but they made it seem no. like it was a thing when we were kids. No, no, no. What's what's crime in Pokemon is that it costs two hundred dollars <laughs> for a water bottle. <laughs> Would you like one bottle of water? That will be $200, please. <laughs> it's 200 whatever money is in that world. Sure. We're going to call it dollars. <laughs> it's like 200 yen. That's like nothing. Sure. <laughs> sure. You get, you get $10 for selling food. <laughs> and you get $200 for a bottle of water. Okay. So. That sets us up in a kind of cyberpunk dystopia. Not cyberpunk, but future punk Future punk. dystopia. Pokey punk. Yeah. So we're in this very industrialized, overpriced kind of... Inflation has ruined the world kind Inflation of thing. has ruined the world. End point of greedy capitalism. Okay. So if... Ethics and morals get completely thrown out the window. What happens? You have profit above all else. It's a necessity, so let's charge two hundred dollars for a bottle of water. Right. Sure. It's kind of seen like chump change though, because like when you challenge uh, a guy on the street, he has to give you like four hundred dollars if you beat him. Sure. That's two <laughs> bottles of water. <laughs> you have to make your friends fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Would you fight our friends to the death f- or to unconsciousness? Yeah, so they fainted. Okay, yeah. they did not die. And then have to just recover over time because we don't have a free healthcare system. <laughs> they do, though. Sure, they do. But only for the animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never see what happens when Ash faints. Yeah. Ash has a broken leg. <laughs> well, that'll be 30 million yen. <laughs> okay, okay. I get it. I get it. So we open up. On just a normal girl doing odd jobs. 14, 15 years old. Okay. Doing odd jobs, helping around the city. What's she getting paid? Like $400, $500 a day? She, she makes 500 bucks and heads home. But as she's heading home, you pass a million dollars for a bicycle. $200 for a water bottle. And so you set, and you, you obviously bring in additional, you bring in additional things that are also extremely overpriced. Right. So that the initial, oh, she made $500 for doing that. It's nothing. It's chump change. It's, it shows the level of inflation. It sets the point. She gets home. Why was this 14 year old doing that? Her mom is sick. Of course. In bed, bedridden, 
and she has a big jar on the table that's basically money for <laughs> save up for money for save surgery. up for medicine. Yeah. <laughs> have you did you have to read the the story about the snow gale? And the girl who had to pawn her mother's clip. No. So her mom gets sick, and they don't have money to pay for anything, so she's got to pawn the clip. And then they save up enough money to get the clip back, so she sends the daughter out in the middle of a snowstorm <laughs> to get the clip back. <laughs> and it's the harrowing tale of how she gets there and comes back. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's this. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> so as, as, she's, uh, as she's starting to do the rest of the chores... Um, she says hi to her mother. It's like Charlie Bucket. What is this shit? No, she yeah. works all day and has come home and do chores? No, because her mother's bedridden, and that's the only <laughs> other person you see. So she lets out... And Grandpa Jean and Grandma Georgina better get off their asses <laughs> and fucking no, do some Grandpa work. Joe who's just able to leap out of bed. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Also, they're just pissing and shitting in that bed, right? Correct. Like, all day. Yes. Like, there's no yeah. bucket underneath there. Nope. Because it's Charlie Bucket. That's why that's his name. <laughs> she cleans it up. He's the bucket. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> But <laughs> so so our protagonist brings out her one pokeball is this battered like cracked and re-glued together pokeball she lets out her ratata or ratata <laughs> okay or so she so not only does she have the shittiest pokeball but she's the shittiest pokeball correct <laughs> she literally has a rat yes okay but <laughs> i got like 40 of but he's he helps around the house so he's more like the cinderella mice yes <laughs> yes <laughs> clean the floor cinderella a helpful Rattata mouse. Okay, is it a lowland rattata? No, it's no. a regular, it's regular, regular purple one. No, no mustache. No mustache. Okay, <laughs> I really considered it, but I, I decided to stick with I st- uh, stick with the uh, the original purple rattata. What region are they in? The, I think they're in Saffron City. Okay, and that's Hoenn, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Saffron is Kanto. What's the first? First one. one. It's in the first. Is that one. Kanto? It's either Kanto or Johto. Yes, you're right. You're right. Kanto. Yeah. Yeah. Hoenn yeah. is the third one. I'm Hoenn sorry. I meant the in the first yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. they're in the big the big metropolis in the first one. Okay, um, and like living under a bridge. Where can they no, afford to live if it's two hundred dollars for a, for a water bottle? What's it a, a month for rent? Two we're, million. We're getting there. Two bicycles. So, they're uh, the the protagonist and the Rattata are doing the rest of the housework, making sure that everything's clean, getting the dishes out of the dishwasher, putting them away, and the landlord. Knocks on the door, opens the door because he knows people are home, and catches like, <laughs> the Rattata out of its Pokeball. Which is a big no no. Oh, like no pets allowed. And, oh, your rent is due, but I see that you've been breaking the rules, so you're, you're you have to here. pay the, the pet fee. So, so it's he takes even more than what So he got. goes, he takes the whole jar that was sitting on the, the kitchen table. This is conveniently the exact amount I need. No, just. This is some money. You owe me more, but this is something. Gross slumlord. Yes. Oh, yeah. Lieutenant Surge. Greasy, <laughs> greasy, like, ketchup and mustard stains on a shirt that is on, like, a white wife beater that is eight sizes too small, so it's basically just a sports bra. Of course. Of course. Like, matted hair on his stomach. When I was a landlord, that's exactly what I wore. Correct. Okay. Uh, we, we see the door close. First breakdown. Rotata comes over, and she finally gets fed up, and they go for a walk. Uh, as they're going on a walk, she sees uh, behind the Pokemart, uh, she sees the the owner of the Pokemart kick 
uh, something that was rooting through the garbage, and it yelps, and he walks back inside. She goes up to it. It's a kind of matted, mangy growlith. Why is everything mangy? I mean, this world is so sad. Yeah. What yeah, I- we got dark. <laughs> What happens when you go into the tall grass? You die. <laughs> You're dead, son. <laughs> An Eakins comes out and takes you. <laughs> Do you know what Venom does? <laughs> You're dead, son. <laughs> okay. So, she takes care of this Growlithe, or she tries to. And Rattata, being a Rattata, decides to chew through the lock, the padlock on the back door of the Pokemart. She needs potions and things to heal this Growlithe that the owner was just abusing, so why not make them pay for it? Right. She goes in. Steals a bunch of shit? She goes in, she steals a couple of potions, a couple of revives, and four or five more Pokeballs. Okay. Step one. Profit. catches the Growlithe. Quote, unquote, catches. Right. Hey, More like, wanna, here is a yeah, ball like, that you will be yeah. okay and has yeah. sustenance and all yeah. the other imagined rules that they don't have in the Pokemon world. Yeah, exactly. So, we have two of our people, and she also has some amount of cash. Right. It's not a cash equivalent. It's no bike voucher, but right, it'll exactly. do. It's not worth a million dollars. <laughs> I wonder if the people are just running around like just very specific vouchers. Like you don't get paid money, but like here's a voucher for a pokeball. You know, like the parcel, all of that. Yeah. So you then go back home, and there's an eviction notice on the door. Of course, of course, of course. What do you do? She just stole something. She's already done it. She lets Growlithe out. She lets Rattata out. She looks at her mom and decides, fine, Where where's all the money? Sylph. Sylphco. She's going to rob Gigantic Sylph-co? tower. Right. She's going to rob Sylphco. Like the Trump Tower of, so of Saffron City. So, you, you have now 20 minutes of her finding the team and training with the team. What does she find? Like she, she finds, finds like a like a like you mean team is like other Pokemon. Other Pokemon. Okay, she fills yeah. out the six yes. slots. Okay. She so, what gets abandoned? Cute little Oddish, falls into a gloom. Ooh. No one wants a corpse flower. <laughs> That's gross. Oh, let's get our five year old an Oddish. Oh no, it evolved. Oh, I don't want this in my house. Yeah. Damn it. It's a I wanted a vile bloom. A Pidgey. They're everywhere. And. An old, battered, like, painted-up Magnemite. Okay. So all of a sudden, she has an Electric-type, help deal with the cameras. A Flying-type, help get on the roof. Her trusty sidekick, her Rattata. Her Growlithe, help melt through the safe. And a Gloom, to help distract Murder any, people. any guards. <laughs> Poison powder. So, how, how does she know there's a safe in Silphco? There's always a safe. There's always a safe. You're right. There's always a safe, Terry. <laughs> this is a heist movie. I believe, isn't like, I think in the Silphco Tower, I think there is a floor that is there just probably like a is. store. Like, probably I believe. Because like, you ride the elevator up, and there's just one floor that's just a store. Or several stores, actually, I think. So, we then see another few days pass as she is 
training the team. You see Pidgey evolve into Pidgeotto. Um, you see uh, Magnavite, Magnemite evolve into Magneton. She finally thinks she's ready. No one else evolves, right? Right. Just those two. Right. So they're dropped. They're airdropped onto the top of Sylphco. And step one is to get through that door. What they don't know is that top door, or the top, the roof mm-hmm. is uh, weight paneled. Because obviously there's flying Pokemon. Anyone can get on the roof. So they have sensors. Right. Say, alarms start going off. Alarms start going off. They break in and they go down and you see a master ball sitting on a podium. Dope. But you see the alarms going off. So they panic. They go down a couple floors where you see another room that they actually break into. Terry, can you go ahead and tell me what the easiest way to make money in Pokemon is by selling items? By selling items? What If you could have a million of one type of item for money, what would Gold you Gold nuggets. And how much do those cost in Pokemon canon? Or how much do they weigh in Pokemon canon? I don't remember how much they weigh. Not much. How, mu- how, much, how many can you carry? 99. Infinite. Course. Oh, is it infinite? You can have infinite? Well, you can have 99, but you, you can have infinite. Yeah. Right, right. So they, they weigh very little. So... While the whole security force is going upstairs to, to protect, protect the master, the master ball. ball, she's just grabbing gold she's nuggets. Grabbing gold nuggets. What do you sell those for? Is it ten grand? Or two thousand. Two thousand grand. Okay. Two thousand a pop. Right. And so you she's have just filling, filling all pockets. of the gold nuggets in Silphco Tower. <laughs> Why is there just a floor full of gold nuggets? Because well, people sell them. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because people would sell them. Yeah. And who, who else is going to buy them? But like two thousand dollars is like twenty bucks now. So sure. you got to grab all yeah. of them. But, but how much money does Silphco have? Right, right. <laughs> a lot of money. It's probably cheaper to have it all stored in gold nuggets than in anything else. So, as they're running, she gets into one last confrontation with the one security guard who wasn't fooled. And her Rattata goes down. Or so we think. Faking death. Twirling Until it evolves. <gasps> Interradicate. Oh man, and it kills him with his giant tooth. <laughs> <laughs> right into his jugular. <laughs> Not quite, but it's a full on it's like uh uh was it Wilbur? Is that the name of that movie? Are you Are you thinking Charlotte's Web? No, 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 no. No, the guy who can train who trains rats. And they're all his friends, and he's got the one big rat who's his best friend, and there's the other big rat who's, like, evil. Oh, I don't know. You, know, you, never, you don't know no. what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. Anyways, go on. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what Terry was talking about, send us a message on Twitter. <laughs> Slide so, into my DMs, as the kids say. No. Oh, Just okay. send, us, send us a message on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't slide into Terry's DMs. Slide on He's in. married. Slide into the DMs. So, we see their valiant escape. And no one says anything. There was there was a heist or a robbery at Silphco. Right. Some random teenager in a giant town who only, who didn't take anything that was actually valuable to the company. Yeah, because the big thing is the Master Ball was on display yeah, there, and they're yeah, like, don't worry, it wasn't taken. Yeah, what's $100 million to a company that's selling the only version of the Pokedex and has a Master Ball? Exactly, nothing. Nothing. It's, it's $0. So we end... In a hospital, in Alola, 
as of course mother, she's getting the surgery done in Hawaii. <laughs> as as her mother is really being spending that money wisely, getting taken care of, and a man in a suit sits down next to her. It's Giovanni. It is Giovanni. And he's like, you know, I'm fucked up. No. Oh, <gasps> we're putting and the team together. How they start Team Rocket? Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, listen, you got chops, kid. Yeah, I like it. I like it. We gotta, you gotta, you gotta throw in something like he was watching the whole thing, or he is on the board of Silco. But other than that, like, that's good. <laughs> Giovanni like owns Silf. Yeah, he's got. He's <laughs> like, listen, like, yeah, yeah. You know what? You got, you got one over on me. We're gonna go to the big times, though. Yeah, you know, we're gonna take over the world. And she's she's disenfranchised. She doesn't care. She's like, yeah, fuck him. Yeah. But yeah, I liked it. That's pretty good. Um, who do you cast as the girl? I don't. Or do you I, an animated? I, do you an animated movie? I think you do it animated, and I don't think you get a known voice actor. Yeah, you just you just it. get someone someone for each of them because no one. I guess like Giovanni probably has a voice, but I don't I don't remember who he was in the show or anything like that. I like it though. That one's good. That ha- that was better than I thought you were gonna. Come, when I told you like Pokemon Crime Star, I was like it's just Team Rocket. Yeah. But I like that one even better. That's like putting it to, putting it together. I think though you move it. It's not Kanto. You take it to um, the Pokemon. Uh, what was the re not reboot, but the one where they updated the graphics on 3DS, the first one they did? That was in like France. Uh there that was in France. That was X and Y. Yeah, X and Y. Yeah, that one. Uh, I don't remember the name of the region. Yeah, but, but you ahead. do you do that region just because like it's really easy to show impoverished people. Okay. In Paris. In Paris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you go like yeah. uh, La Miserable kind of yeah. type thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you hear the people sing? <laughs> exactly. Because the only reason the whole Charlie Bucket thing had me going was like, well, it's Eastern European. Like, you can't. There's no. There's no equivalent yet in Pokemon from what I know. Out of the reasons, so you go France. Uh, but that's the only thing I would choose. I like that though. I like that a lot. Um, okay, so I have to I have to come up on that one. Um, this is the first one I'm nervous. I'm like that one was really good. Mine's still definitely better, but that one was really good. Yeah, I, th- I think we all know that uh, it's three or four and zero oh at this point. <laughs> I don't I so... don't know if your other ones were necessarily bad. They definitely weren't. No, good. they were just better than yours. <laughs> So, like I said before, we were pitching Pokemon versus Digimon. We decided to go with Crime Stories because, you know, what, what's better than, you know, your kids' animes? Yeah. Just throwing <laughs> what about dark kids anime? elements? <laughs> so, gay poverty. <laughs> gay poverty, exactly. So, we go to Digimon. Season 1 happens the same way. Ty and those kids, you know, they save the world. Season 2 happens similarly we changed some things because you know the fan base dropped off after digimon season two so we changed some things it doesn't end with every single kid in the world getting a digimon so this is a tv show this is a tv show mine okay. mine is a, one season of television okay one uh one solid you know 52 episodes or whatever <laughs> animes do it's like four arcs but whatever and we open with everybody moving on, Ty has, like, no friends left. He visits Agumon once a week, but his life's down in the luck. He became a cop, failed as a cop, became, uh, got his life together, went back to be a cop, made it to detective, relapsed again. Not necessarily into drinking, just, like, being a slouch, being lazy, didn't work out. So now he goes and gets his PI license, and he's starting to get his life together again. He starts to reach out to his sister, and he's like, hey, listen, I'm trying to get my life together again. Let's, can you help me out? Mom won't even talk to me anymore. Just, like, let's get together for coffee. He gets together for coffee, and she's like, listen, you got to get your shit together. So they get coffee. She's like, I'm not interested. I'm glad you got your life back to order. But listen, like, you haven't cared about me in years. Like, maybe my stuff's not in order. You don't even ask about me anymore. He's like, you know what? You're right. And she she gets up and leaves in a huff, 
It's fine. When he leaves, though, there is a crime happening nearby. He sees some people jump through a window really, really fast, and then there's the aftermath. He runs into some people he was on the force with, and they're like, listen, get out of here. But before he goes, he notices some weird stuff. Very expensive things were stolen from this building, but there was like a very perfect hole cut in it, like almost like it was like plasma, and he immediately goes to Digimon. Agumon can cut a hole like that. No way a person can just cut it through. So this is Digimon related. And again, remember, in this universe, not everyone got Digimon after season two. The world knows about them, but they're not as active. So he starts doing, he actually puts in, starts putting in the work. He starts tracking it down. There's several other heists that are happening around the city exactly like this. So he starts looking it up, and everything, as he triangulates, you know, he's putting the, the, red, the red yarn across the board. Everything comes back to Heighton View Terrace, his old home, and the school that's nearby, where he went to high school. Okay, too many things line up. It's got to be new Digidestin, but they're using their, their powers for evil, basically. So he's, it's this cat and mouse game of him trying to track it down. Cut POV now to those kids. They were down on their luck kids. They're the poor ones. Heighten View Terrace is no longer like the top of the rent place where all the Digidestins used to live. This is now where the poor people live. And they finally get their chance. They go to the digital world. They don't stay there, though. Instead of helping save the digital world, they're like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. We're going to take our new friends. We're going back to our world. We're we're gonna get some money <laughs> so they start like kind of putting together a crime syndicate they're they start out with low rent you know like actual robberies and then they go you know what we're better than this we're gonna start burglarizing people if you want to know the difference if you're listening out there burglary happens when you take something not by force but by cunning robberies when you take it by force and threaten somebody they stop doing that they go to the burglarizing route and they're really good at it and they start going over and then they start aiming their sights a little bit higher but now they're now they're messing up now they're leaving clues Ty is on to them he recruits Agumon and Agumon comes back out and he's like dude this is awesome like I haven't been in the real world forever let's solve some crimes yo <laughs> so, so he starts going after him and then the kids start going, crap, this guy's on to us. We need to step our game up. And that's where they meet this other criminal who has been kind of giving them clues. And they're like, let's meet up. Help us out full time. It's Kari. It's Ty's younger sister. And she's like, listen, I've had a rough life. I'm going to rob some stuff now. I'm going to be your leader. I'm going to train you guys to use your Digimon, become better partners. And together, we're going to rob everything. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out... Kari and TK got together after the series. They wanted to start a family. Kari lost the baby. TK was fine. He's like, it's okay. We're going to be together. Mm -hmm. She was too heartbroken. They break up. Mm -hmm. She goes on a sabbatical to the digital world, goes into some dark places, just like what happens to her in season two. You can see the dark ocean stuff. And she learns that the digital world is in a bad place. She goes back. She's been there way too long. TK's moved on. He actually has a family of his own now. And she's like, shit. What do I do? I need to save the digital world, and that, that threat's probably going to come back to our world. It's this thing. It just starts deleting data, and it's getting hungry for data in the real world. So she's like, crap, what do I do? She hears that there's a new group of Digidestins who she didn't have a falling out with, and she's going to go get them. Oh, turns out they're ruffians and youngsters who are into crimes. Scallywags. And she's like, you know what? I've done some bad things. I'm going to do this, and in return, you guys are going to help me save the digital world and maybe our own. And they're like, sure, lady, we'll help you save the digital world. Help us steal some stuff. So she helps them go through a few heists, and then eventually they start learning that the virus that was happening in the digital world is starting to come through. People start seeing signs of it. It's called the D-Reaper. And the D-Reaper, if, if you know what that is, which you probably don't. No, but 
It's a hilarious name. <laughs> the D-Reaper was the main antagonist from the third season, which takes place in a different world. Okay. That program survived the third season of that show, and... And I was ready to reap some D. Exactly. It goes to the digital world, which is almost like an uh, like interdimensional gateway to all these other worlds, as they've shown, and it's now hungry again, and it's wreaking havoc in this digital world, and working their way to Ty's world now. Okay. And Kari's like, I need to recruit help, so she starts teaching them not only... How to be better friends and, yes, steal stuff, but maybe, hey, you don't have to steal stuff. Maybe there's a better way to go about things. Meanwhile, Ty's on their tail. And he's like, I know something's up. And now he he sees Kari conversing with them. So he knows that she's in on it too. But the D-Reaper's already gaining momentum. It's slowly taking over the digital world to the point where it's done. Like, digital world's basically gone. So what does Ty do? He calls the other Digidestin. He's like, listen, get your Digimon out while you can. Because some shit's going down. So they get him out, and he's, he's like, we need to team up, and we need to take Kari down. He thinks that they are doing this. He doesn't realize two different antagonists, basically, in his life. You have the D-Reaper, and you have the young heist kids. So he's, he's hunting them down. She meets up with them, and he's like, listen, like you can't do this. She's like, it's not me. We need to team up. He doesn't believe her until he sees the D-Reaper, this creepy thing. Meanwhile, Kari is having trouble with their group, one of the members doesn't think they're good enough to become a good character. Their Digimon is willing to support them and do anything. She, like, loses it. It dark digivolves, and the D-Reaper infects it and convinces them they don't need to be part of the group. You're not meant to be. You're not good enough. Join me. We'll rule the world. One of those stories. Yeah, you can't be a protagonist, but you can be an antagonist. Exactly. So... They switch sides, and that makes the the crew reach out with Kari. Hey, go save her. Kari goes. She takes them down easily because they had Dark Digivolved. Angel Woman is not enough to take them down. So the team doesn't know what to do. Their leader's gone. They lost one of their teammates. They reach out to the only person they know who also has Digimon, Detective Ty. So he's like, oh, shit, there's a lot of you guys. <laughs> You're way younger than I thought. And he introduces them to his old team and the Season 2 adventure team. And they all team up and go save Kari and this other kid who they, they kill their Digimon and it ends with a little egg. And it's it's all happy and they think they defeated the D-Reaper. And they all kind of come back together. Kari kind of reignites a little bit with TK who's thinking about maybe getting a divorce because he's not happy because they don't understand Digimon. And like why he likes to go to this other world every weekend. <laughs> and Ty finally has found his place again. And he's agreed if they return everything they've stolen that he will start training them. And they and they open up a new, I wouldn't say PI firm, but kind of a security force and recruit all of their old Digimon. Digi security. Exactly. And like, we're going to protect it. And they need to rebuild the digital world, which is now basically destroyed. And they recruit Willis, who was this really prolific um, coder from the first movie of Digimon. And he helps them essentially build a new digital world. And that's where... You get the ending of Digimon Season 2 where everyone gets Digimon. Because they're rebuilding a new one. They're like, you know what? No more Digimon crime. Everybody has Digimon. And that's where that utopia comes from. Okay. What do you think? I think I like the plot. I still can't get over the fact that the antagonist's name is the D-Reaper. It's the D-Reaper. That's, that's what it's called. <laughs> Come on, Terry. That's what it's called. I did that, not... that can fly whenever that came out. <laughs> that will not fly now. When it came out, like 2003, 2004-ish, yeah. right around So there. 15 years ago. <laughs> Listen, that's just what it was, okay? I don't make this stuff. That's how it goes. 
maybe even earlier, but I think like closer to like 2001. It's like 9 11 just happened, okay? They weren't worried about D Reapers. They weren't worried about the D. They were just worried about terrorists. I think that has legs. And that, of course, is a series that's the that's the ending that sets up like more adventures with the original crew. Mm-hmm. Um, the Digimon, I think it'd be anything. I think they need to be all new characters, but I think you try as hard as you can to get the original voice actors for everybody. Um, not the try crap. Like that the show's been really bad. Are they new Digimon or are they just new characters that are exist pre-existing Digimon. I think they're brand new Digimon. I think you do whole new designs because that's one thing that Pokemon has that Digimon hasn't is while there are new Digimon that are created every few years for the different games and stuff, there's still just like the core couple thousand. There's still a lot of Digimon mm-hmm. but they don't get really, really good new designs very often so like they'll add one or two new rookies rather than, you know, a whole 150 brand new designs. So I think they step their game up and you do almost all new Digimon other than the originals. Yeah. Um, and I think that allows you to play around with more. It gets a whole new generation back into Digimon. I think that's the big selling point is, listen, we kind of half-assed it with Try. We play on the nostalgia aspect. This does that, but also brings back everyone who really loved the original series and gives new people something to get into. It's not like Gabumon and Agumon again. It's whole new Digimon. And that's the reason why I didn't name them. I wanted people's imagination to go wild. Oh, who is the one that turns? Which Digimon do they pick, you know? And I think that sets up something really great. See, since you're ending in that utopia, though, how do you keep the tone of the movie bright enough that it lets you continue the world? I think because, well, it's like the whole reason was to get around crime. I think it kind of shows like, well, man, if everyone has a Digimon, when they just do exactly what we thought to do. And that's that's why you need a whole new Digimon forest. You have a team of experts that know how to use it. And you almost set that up to be like Digimon Season 5, which was this data squad. It's called DATS. And it's like a whole government agency that's in charge of taking care of it because lots of people have Digimon and they're invading our world. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you go is that there are going to be lots of Digimon-related crimes now. It almost had the opposite effect. Like, almost like maybe you shouldn't let adolescents make really life-threatening decisions. <laughs> like, Ready Player One, don't give an entire child, like, control of the internet. Maybe not. <laughs> that might be a bad idea. I think that's how you do it, though. That's how you continue that series. I think I think your other op, or not your other option, but like the other part you have to do is make the antagonist so obviously evil. Mm-hmm. May just you lean into it so so far that it's like, no, no, no this is the obvious like. It's made of black smoke and right. red lightning. And, and that's, that is yeah. the D-Reaper. So, like, in the in the third season, you have this other antagonist who works for the government who's like, I need to destroy all Digimon because it's clear they're bad. Yeah, there's some good ones. Fuck them. Yeah. Let, let God sort them out. <laughs> We're taking yeah. them all down. Yeah. And then they introduce the D-Reaper, which is this all-encompassing dark force. It's like the never-ending story, nothing. Yeah. yeah. And that's what the D-Reaper is. And that's why I wanted to go with that one because it lets you have kind of other antagonists. Like, at first, the, the kids are the antagonist to Ty. And then Ty is the antagonist to the kids. And then there's the other friend and then you get the D-Reaper it's like it's easy for everyone to team up against because it's like that's just bad that's inherently evil yeah. there's no gray area they didn't need the money it doesn't need to devour the entire universe yeah. it just is Yeah. and that's why I wanted to go with that because that does have that darkness really obvious hey guys let's team up to fight that thing yeah. <laughs> that's, it's called the evil guy yeah. <laughs> let's fight that together exactly like it's i didn't have to question it when i watched never ending story as a kid i wasn't like hmm i wonder if the nothing's bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> a real philosophical debate is the nothing <laughs> exactly bad you know the question it's like when you like when you watch uh star wars you're not like i wonder if the empire is good <laughs> like darth vader seems like a good Correct. guy 
They are <laughs> the good guys. <laughs> They're space Nazis, John. They're space Nazis. Touche. <laughs> I can't defend. You can't. I, I can't defend. I beat you with the internet. You, if, I, if it's compared to Hitler or Nazis, you just lose. That's just how it goes. Yes. Because those are objectively <laughs> bad. <laughs> Oh, man. So, with that said, you guys can decide. Send us messages. At the end of the month, we're going to vote on who won so I can get the Burger King crown. Feel free to tell Terry why he lost. (laughs) So, next up, we're going to jump into our rapid-fire round. And so, it was brought to my attention that maybe this is less rapid (laughs) than other rapid-fire sections. And to to that, I say, screw you. (laughs) This is as rapid as it needs to be, okay? (laughs) This is how we do rapid. Our moderately quicker-than-usual section. (laughs) So, with the theme I went with this is 90s kids animes, crime Saturday morning. So, essentially, exactly what we did with Digimon and Pokemon, but with lots of other animes. Okay. All of the suggestions I got were X anime crossover with X crime, uh, like, CBS drama. <laughs> like, like, X, like, primetime right, drama. Who was with NCIS? NCIS was Sailor Moon. Oh, Sailor Moon. Like, get it? Like, the Navy. Oh, <laughs> come on. So, let's start with the Underground Fight Club Fighting Foodons. I don't know either of those. <laughs> so, the Fighting Foodons was an anime in the 2000s on Foxbox. And Great. It, was, it was like Pokemon, Digimon. It was like one of those partner things, except for the partners were well-prepared foods that you had to cook. Because, like, the main bad guys and good guys were cooks. Okay. And then you put this magical card on it, and it came to life as your fighter. Okay. Like, I remember one fight, like, the main guy had a rice pilaf versus a double chowder, double-headed dragon, which was, like, you had East Coast chowder versus West Coast chowder. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But but instead, you just make it way more visceral. You make it essentially daredevil-level fights in Fight Club level of, like, intrigue, but with with these different, like, foods. So you have to do live action and get legit cgi for these fights exactly it's like and you do black eyed peas and like just like to the death fights though like you make it super brutal like he's fighting off an italian meatball and just shoots out spaghetti yeah like you have to make it super visceral like you hear the chunks come off as they fight does the victor eat 100 percent 100 percent they cannibalize it oh yeah and he just like eats it in front of that 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 trainer or whatever the hell you would call it yep how dark is that Next, please. <laughs> Next one is Hamtaro cross the usual suspects. Do you remember Hamtaro? Nope. So Hamtaro was a little anime that was on Toonami. It was one of its big forays away from, like, just bro dude, you know, anime fighting to let's have some more, like, lighthearted. Like, it's a little less lighthearted than, like, Hello Kitty, mm-hmm. but still slice of life. It's about a group of hamsters and all their owners. They're, their owners are, like, younger was one kids. Was orange and white with, like, white yeah. with orange spots? That's Hamtaro. Okay. okay. Yeah. He was the, the little girl who wasn't really the main protagonist. He was the main protagonist, but, like, that was his partner. And, like, she was cute, and she, she had fun. She didn't know he had all these wacky adventures when she left. Mm-hmm. So, in this, what you picture is this crazy, like, heist spree, like, you know, like the usual suspects, and they bring in Hamtaro, who's, like, this little unassuming, he's very nice, but he was clearly part of this. Infiltration specialist. He's a, and, and he's, like, you know, he's telling the story about about this, this hamster with an eye patch, and he's evil, and he made us all do it, and then 
he leaves and you're like, okay, like we don't really have much on you, so you're free to go for now, but don't leave town. And he leaves and he stops limping and it's Hamtaro. And he did it. He's the whole thing. He hasn't there's no iPads. There was a there was a pirate picture in the corner. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the usual suspects, but with Hamtaro. But with Hamtaro. Okay. <laughs> um then we have card captors, card trafficking. Card captors is like Pokemon with like a little girl and she had like a wand and like they would capture cards that had monsters in them. Okay. Except for they're being traded into different types of labor. So yeah. it's like human trafficking but card trafficking. Yeah. And it's all about the cops that have to find these cards and save them before this little girl with a wand sells them all. I don't know. I don't remember card, card captors. <laughs> that... I don't know anyone who would produce that. <laughs> oh, none of these are producible except for maybe... Law and Order partner anime unit. So that is Pokemon, Digimon, Metabots, all of those. Every, every partner, partner. Every partner anime. anime, exactly. But this is the murder crime unit that investigates, you know, dum 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 It's just like, you know, you see a Metabot laying there with its parts all torn apart. It's like, who would take, you know, a Metabot's like... Car, like what the, their metal they had a metal that was like their ai it was like i don't know someone's sick and you see like the phantom and it's all about them trying to hunt him down i think you know it's trying to find the guys like who is dark enough to kill a pokemon they're just supposed to be fainting i'm like yeah well, it's basically dog fighting you know and he takes off his sunglasses you know <laughs> like, combining all, all this looks like side. looks like this was a critical hit oh <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you for having listened goodbye <laughs> all right Next one up, we have CSI Gundam. Okay, that that one that one might be okay. That <laughs> so one. you have this like elite crime scene investigators. Their whole job is just to piece together how this crime happened. Every single one is like, well, it crossed a billion. It's probably <laughs> it's probably Gundam. <laughs> See, I was I was not thinking about it that way. I was thinking about what could have done this. I don't know, man. Probably the giant robots. No, I I was thinking more like. Because Gundams are piloted, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was thinking more like the cops are in Gundams that amplify their investigative skills, a la <laughs> Batman Crime Vision from whichever one of the games He's not was. a giant robot! No, but he has, like, enhanced detective vision. But the crime scene investigated, the whole thing of CSI originally was like, there was, like, one cop on the team who actually had a gun. Mm-hmm. The rest of them were just, like, lab technicians. Yeah, they were all forensic guys yeah so they gotta like repiece the crime how can being in a giant gundam help you piece together a crime unless it was a really large really big crime (laughs) (laughs) so they only they only investigate gundam crimes right but like how like who else has a giant robot does everyone have giant robots how how many gundams are there normally there's lots of different shows i I figured it was like most people have one (laughs) okay it's just like a big world. Like, yeah, it's just like the regular world. There's some sort of play there because I remember and robots. Exactly. In the original CSI, there's a whole like arc about the miniature killer. Yeah. And this person leaves behind like the miniature yeah. diorama. Oh, I, I know the miniature killer. So it's the gigantic. Killer. <laughs> it's a very large killer. It's like a reverse of it, or like they do tiny, they do normal sized murders, and so they're investigating that. Leaves a normal. It just leaves a building behind that's like a diorama, <laughs> but it's not because it's normal sized. <laughs> There's something to that. There, no, there's not. Naruto cross Breaking Bad. Ooh, I know. I I have an idea for it. Basically, who's who's Walter? Naruto. It's gotta be Naruto. 
Because he's trying to make sure he's got money left for Barto when he gets older. Who's Jesse? It's gotta be. I've never seen Barto, but it's gotta there, be one of his no, friends. There's a right answer. Oh, who is it? I cannot think of his name. It's Naruto's rival. Oh, Sasuke? No, 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 not Sasuke. Not his actual rival. Oh, Rock Lee? No, 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 no. The kid, the the third Hokage's grandson. Oh, the grandson of yeah. like the first episode. He's in more. I've o- I've only seen like five he's, episodes of Naruto. He, he's in significantly the more. one who Naruto. Yeah, there we go. The one that Naruto teaches. He's like, listen, you gotta be kind of modest. You have yeah, to listen and to me. Like I'm they, your sensei. They become friends and they like actually become rivals later on. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. But that you're right. That would be just because he like taught him. Yeah. Like like the. Yeah, I like that. I just picture Naruto like shaving his head and going to go. <laughs> and Barto's like, Dad, what are you up to? He's like, Nothing, shut up. Like, <laughs> like I'm selling my cooking mess. <laughs> but it's not, but it's like, it's gotta be some it's chakra related. Chakra. <laughs> I don't know why. It's, it's nine tailed fox chakra just crystallized. <laughs> and that's the thing, he's got the evil inside of him. He's the one who knocks, he's the one who turns you into really the giant haven't fox. haven't seen any of Naruto. Naruto. <laughs> no, no, but isn't the Naruto, isn't the nine tailed fox a demon? Yeah, you have not seen much of it, though. <laughs> what I'm just saying. All right, then we have Bones Cross Shaman King. Do you remember like, Shaman King? Like, I thought Bones was the anime. Bones is just the, the drama. Yeah, Bones the anthropology. Is the drama. Yeah. yeah, Bones is the anthropology, like, CSI wannabe show. Cross Shaman. Well, you do have a lot of old corpses. You have tons of old corpses. <laughs> exactly. It's all about ghosts. So instead of it, like, so Morty runs morty's like the sidekick in the show mm-hmm. that doesn't have a, a ghost he runs like a, a museum <laughs> and, and yo comes in to help him solve crimes he's like yeah i talked to the ghost it was him it was that guy right over there he saw it he like oh, oh man yo yo who killed you it was that guy <laughs> bones oh my father is <laughs> <was> that guy <laughs> You're right, that would probably... Those episodes would be real short. That's <laughs> it's a two-minute YouTube drama. <laughs> we gave it away, but NCIS, Sailor Moon, slash other magical girl animes. I'm very angry at this pun. <laughs> I love it. I'm also very angry that this might be able to work. I think it could work, because like you have Sailor Moon investigating the specific deaths of other magical girl anime yeah. characters, and she's the only one who can piece it together, because like she knows how, not only how the bad guys think, but she understands, she's like, yeah, why would you go after someone who could transform yeah. with their compact or whatever yeah. like they do? <laughs> also, just do yourself a favor, look up Shirtless Spider-Man Sailor Moon Transformation. Thank me later. Can can people do this at work or is yes. this like a yeah. only at home? No, it's so it's Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, okay. one of my favorite one of my favorite like podcast companies ever. He has his alter ego, which we're not one hundred percent sure. It's Greg Miller. We've never seen him in the room at the same time though as okay. Shirtless Spider Man. So okay. th- it's a possibility. <laughs> it's just Greg Miller. And he just puts on the Spider Man mask and takes his shirt off. <laughs> but they, but Panda Musk, a, a really prolific animator in that community, uh, animated him transforming. Ah, a la Sailor Moon, a, a la Magical Girl. Exactly. The, okay. But it's the exact Sailor Moon like transformation yeah, 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 sequence. Yeah. But he redid the music to say things like Greg Miller and <laughs> Spider Man. But with the music backing from it. Okay. It's so good. You gotta see it. But that being said, so NCIS Sailor Moon is her investigating. And I think you just, you directly correlate everything from NCIS. So, like, you have the the angry older cop, Gibbs. And then you have the, the probie who is, like, like the, the rookie. I don't know where you... Probational officer. Exactly. I don't know who, how you incorporate the talking cats, though. How do you do that? 
What did they do in Sailor Moon? I have. N- I don't. They just talk. Just talk cats. Like what? Else, what do they do in any anime? They transform into some hot chick usually. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. But you have, like, uh, the masked guy. um, The love interest of Sailor Moon. Exactly. Whatever his name is. But he's the leader of some other organization. Because, like, that's how NCS always has to work with the FBI or the the CIA. He's the FBI director. Exactly. Floats with Gibbs. Exactly. Exactly. They were like, they have a history together. And that's what it is. I think that would work really well. And then you you had the built-in team already with the other sailors. Yeah. (laughs) Um... I don't know how this one would work. It's True Detective, but Yu Yu Hakusho or Bleach. <laughs> so it's like True Detective. It's like the super like heavy drama pathos HBO series. But instead of investigating normal normal crimes, it's the spirit detectives of Bleach and Yu Yu Hakusho trying like trying to help these spirits get on and figure out who killed them and whatnot. But you do it like super heavy drama and like young cop meets uh, old cops. So, like you have Yusuke who's been doing this for like you know. I guess a thousand years because they they can't die since they're already ghosts. So he's been doing it for like a thousand years, and then you have uh, Ichigo, who's like the new rogue cop who does it does it the way he wants to do it. He doesn't care about the book, you know. He's been undercover for years. You've never seen either any of these shows, have you? Correct. Oh man, uh, Sopranos cross One Piece. I mean, pirate captain. Sopranos? Right. So, like, he he amassed his pirate fortune, and now he's living the life of luxury, but he doesn't know how to move on with his life, and he has to go see a therapist. Wait. What? Is this the Pirate King before Oh, before, before the Lauchi. Pirate King. This is the original Pirate King. Yeah, this is the Pirate King whose treasure they're all after. So, it's him trying... He It's just like the Sopranos where he goes to see a therapist and he's got his family... And, but the real, and this is where it kind of moves away from Sopranos just a little bit, is the real thing is he's getting scared because there's this young pirate kid who's slowly horning in on his thing. It's like, he could be the next pirate king. So it's like... Was a pirate king alive in One Piece? I have no idea. I've never I seen One Piece. I think he was. Well, I, this, is, I, this I, is my story, John. Fine. <laughs> Tell Terry why my version's better of this, too. What's your version? No, it's it's just like, it's the the main cast of One Piece isn't alive yet. That's, so that's not One Piece, of years. It's the same world. No, that's just Sopranos on a boat. <laughs> Although Are you also, me you wouldn't watch Sopranos on a boat. I want that man. Sopr- <laughs> just like you do, like how they like after Die Hard, they do like Die Hard in a building, Die Hard like which is just Die Hard, Die Hard on a train. You know all of those. This is, die Hard in a park. Yeah, <laughs> Sopranos on a boat. <laughs> Sopranos on a plane. <laughs> uh, Sopranos on a boat. Like what was happening on the second season of. Um, the the Disney show uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody but like when they were on a boat that's not what was happening at all no that's what I'm saying but is this the secret thing that was happening behind the door is it the same same oh, boat was it <laughs> was it just the same boat <laughs> <laughs> but in the One Piece world still <laughs> what <laughs> I think it could work I'm just saying I think that has legs uh, or, or flippers or whatever <laughs> makes a boat go yeah it's got fins um, Beyblade, Beyblade cross Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> That's very violent. Yes, I feel. Ba- yeah, it's just like tons of Beyblades whipping around. Like if you guys don't remember Beyblades, they had the rip cord, and when you ripped it, like a top which had blades on it, which are usually plastic, but still blades would spin, and they Here's would fight other Beyblades. The thing, not that I would have any idea, but some Beyblades had larger weights, mm-hmm. and yeah. some had smaller blades. Uh huh. 
So some people could perhaps use a larger weight than the size of the blade so that like their Beyblade actually fought with the metal ring <laughs> rather than the blade. The, and, the, like, and the way that the show worked, like it wasn't really plastic. It was like undetermined material, yeah. so it seemed like yeah, harder. Yeah. And then later on, they did like metals or fusers yeah. or whatever, and they were actually just all metal. Oh, no, I'm talking in real life. Right, no, in real, real life, eventually, yeah. they all were just die-cast. They were, really? round, they were rounded, but okay. they were still die-cast. Yeah, they were much less violent. I guess. I mean, if you chucked it at somebody, no, you'd take a they kid were, out. they were a bludgeoning weapon rather than like, oh, yeah, you just file down the corner of this and, like, maybe have a point and just zing it at <laughs> And people. where you get the gang in Sons of Anarchy, Anarchy aspect is, like, you still have the ripcord, like, the Hot Wheels uh, yeah. tires that they tried launching yeah. after a while, but that's how they start their motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, a really long ripcord. <laughs> And they shoot is is their Beyblade the the front wheel yes, of their bike? One hundred percent. And they start it, and just like in Yu Gi Oh, whatever, when they're going at one hundred miles an hour, is the only time they can fight with the Beyblades. That's when the spirit comes out. Exactly. <laughs> and it's once in a while, like they're fighting with Beyblades, and you oh see God. a kid over there just and then playing Yu Gi Oh. Beyblade dies. You also you die. Also die. <laughs> exactly. And you're looking over, like they're going one hundred miles an hour, they're having a Beyblade fight, and then you see one kid playing Yu Gi Oh by himself <laughs> on the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> um, White Collar meets Avatar. That's just a good film. <laughs> God, a TV show you have a sure. reformed uh, energy bender, and he's just like, nah, I don't do that anymore. Nah. The, the FBI needs his help to nah, take down benders. Neil Caffrey is just like an airbender. <laughs> you just do exactly white cat, yeah, white, collar, white collar, but also which is about powers. the master. Th- it's basically Catch Me If You Can, the series. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just like he like he works with the FBI, but he also can do be an airbender. Yeah, so instead of like I need to parachute off this building, it's just like I just airbend. <laughs> That's why he was such a good thief yeah. to be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was a sequel series. Neil Caffrey learned how to be an airbender. <laughs> okay. Um finally, just because they I was told this had to be on the list, which was Turner Turner and Hooch meets Metabots. <laughs> love it <laughs> what is it what is a partner cop show but with metabots but a metabot can talk it has ai yeah hooch was a smart dog it's just, but it was still a dog it was still about like was it tom hanks turner yeah. and hooch yeah. yeah it was still tom hanks trying to be like was that and also it wasn't a smart dog it was just a dog that had saw a crime so he had to like hold on because it, it was the star witness do you not remember that it wasn't the canine unit no but like he solved the crime the dog didn't. The dog was just nearby. It was like barked at the bad guy. Yeah. So the metabot just goes, "That's the guy who did it. That's yeah. just Shaman King." <laughs> it's just who did the crime that you saw. That, that guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, hey, maybe it's a, a a mute metabot. Of course, of course. And then you do the Shonen Jump video game that is the mixture of all of these shows. But oh. but you switch it. It's just the actual like Law and Order characters. So it's the, it's the anime fighting game, you know, the, the third-person aspect behind the camera, but it's like Mariska Hargitay versus Gibbs from NCIS. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. This has been the Pitch for Pitch podcast. I, I seriously, like, this has been awesome. This has been my dream podcast. I'm so glad people are actually listening to it. Like, it, it warms, if I had a heart, where that would be. Um, Where's the chasm around... 
the missing heart. <laughs> exactly. I just, I, again, I want to thank you guys so much. Um, if you want to continue to show your support, like us on iTunes, drop a five-star review, subscribe on anything you can find us on. Just, you know, click subscribe. Even if you're not downloading that app anymore, just just subscribe on it. Like, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, with that being said, if you want to uh, support us even further, head over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash professionalentropy. That's our parent company. That's all of our podcasts. If you subscribe over there, become a patron, give us a few dollars. That means you get bonus content, early shows. Every show comes a week early. You get bonus whole podcasts. You get some podcasts that aren't even released to other people. You get chances to live chat with us. Any other thing you can think of that is within reason that you want to suggest to us, we can add to our Patreon. So just, again, if you feel like asking, you know, what else can you do? Go support us on Patreon. With that being said, you can find us at professionalentropy.com, professionalentropy.com slash pitch for pitch. You can find us at pitch for pitch podcast at gmail.com. You can find us as uh, professional entropy at gmail.com on Twitter. We are PE podcast or pitch for pitch um, at pitch for pitch or at PE podcast. Um, I am at resident Stevel on I Twitter. Am at Mr. Oprah on Twitter. Um, we are pitch for pitch and we're out.